Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Welcome back to another episode of Females on Fire. Ladies, if you like to shop, then today's episode is for you because we have a boutique owner with us and we are so excited. Today's guest is Piper Gullickson and she and her two sisters own the online boutique Three Chords Boutique. And she's going to be talking today about that process and what owning a boutique looks like and answering all of our questions. So Piper, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. I'm so excited to tell you guys all about our business. Yeah, well, we are definitely excited to hear about it. That's for sure. First of all, just tell us your whole story. What did you do before owning a boutique and how did the idea of Three Chords come to be and how has it grown? What has that journey looked like for you? Yes, sounds great. Um, so back in 2017, I was a senior in college at the University of Arkansas. My sister, mother, and I were shopping one day out in Fayetteville and we just kind of were in shock of how expensive some things were. Um, we were at a couple of boutiques that we love so much and we still shop from today, but we really just got an urge of, you know, I really wish that there were more options available that were a little more affordable. Um, so once we left shopping from that day, we just kind of really sat with that thought and we just kind of talked to ourselves of what if we can own our own boutique and make it online and accessible to everyone and offer some benefits like free shipping and things like that. So my sister, mom, and I kind of wrestled with that thought for a few months. And we said, you know what, let's pull the trigger. Let's go for it. We put our heads together, thought about the branding, what we wanted to stand for. And what the three of us really had equal thoughts on is that we wanted to have a mission of making women feel confident in their clothing without breaking the bank. And we also wanted to bestow a confidence among women to glorify the Lord as well while doing so. When it came to the name, we went through verses in the Bible that we just loved. And since we have three sisters, myself, Piper, and then my older sister, Paige, and younger sister, Peyton, we really saw the number three appear a lot in the Bible. And we felt blessed and thankful that there happened to be three of us <laughs> since it's such a significant number. So when it came time to choosing the name, we all had the same thought of that verse that says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And we kind of took that and rearranged the words a little bit and turned that into three chords boutique. 
So it's been really fun getting to build the brand and base it on the foundation of the Bible, our sisters, and just overall the the friendships that we've built along the way. And the three also kind of being a representation of God, family, and friends. And so we kind of spend the word three in a lot of ways, but it is definitely from that verse in the Bible. So when we first started the boutique in July of 2017, I remember huddling around the dining room table. We're building our website. It's like the last hours before it's about to go live. And we were just shaking with joy and also feeling so nervous of, oh my gosh, I hope we have a plan. (laughs) And I hope that this thing can be everything that we imagined it would be. So when we hit go live, that was just such a joyful and crazy day. And we still have the same purpose that existed on the first day. We strive to offer affordable clothing to women of all ages. We want the women to feel confident in their clothes and glorify the Lord. We want to bestow a community of women who love to share fashion interests and pick out unique trendy items. And on top of all that, like I mentioned earlier, we just overall wanted to offer people benefits like free shipping that would encourage them to buy with us and try new things. And if they didn't like it, they could send it back and get a different outfit that they wanted. Our main purpose though, like I mentioned earlier, was just to really bring women different unique pieces at an affordable price. And so that was one of our main goals in starting Three Chords. And we continue to strive to put each outfit and item on our site under $50 and be sure to pick out fun stuff for everyone. I love that your name came from something meaningful to you guys. I just think that's so cool when, you know, a business has a name that they didn't just sort of pick out on a whim. It's something that really matters to them and it's part of their story. So I think that was so cool that you guys came up with that and that it means so much to you. And I love that. I I always say, I think the best businesses are born out of you seeing a need in a market or a niche. And I think that's exactly what you did. You know, you said you and your sister and your mom were out shopping and you were just amazed at how expensive everything was. Right. So I love that you just decided to fix that problem and and it's gone so well for you. I think really, truly, that's how the best businesses are born. So I love that that's how you guys came up with this idea. Yeah. And especially another small thing to think about is we live in a day and age where everyone posts everything. And I feel like for women, it's kind of hard where you get in this situation and you're like, wait, I don't want to post that. It's, I wore that last week or, (laughs) or you posted in it like a couple weeks ago. And so it gets hard being a woman where you don't want to reshare an outfit that you've already worn because we've already posted about it. And I know that's like a funny, small, weird thing. And I don't know if you feel that way or probably all women don't feel that way, but, (laughs) but a lot of our, our friends did feel like that. And so we just kind of thought to ourselves, like, you know what, maybe a a top doesn't have to be $150. It can be $36 and women can feel less bad about wearing it once or twice because it wasn't that much of a big break to the bank or anything. Ah, I love that so much. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. 
So let's dive right in because I have tons of questions for you because you're the first boutique owner that we've had on the show. So I'm really excited for our listeners to get to hear more about a product-based business and what that's like. So I'm super excited about this conversation. Yes, I'm so excited to share. So first of all, tell everybody, what does the day-to-day look like for a boutique owner? What's your, your daily itinerary when it comes to the shop? Yes. So the daily life of a small business boutique consists of a lot of key moving parts because when you first start off, your team is so small. So for three chords, our team is our family. Um, Literally, (laughs) it is my family. And it really consists of my parents are the top of the branch. Like they are the CEO, the CFO. They make all, they call the shots. My older sister and I kind of play in the middle where We're the marketing heads and social media gurus. We design the website, things like that. And then my little sister, she, I mean, she's just a cute little high schooler. She doesn't really take a huge chunk of responsibility, but she definitely is our like approval girl. We're like, Peyton, do you like this photo? And she's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, like redo it. And (laughs) she is just so much fun to have in the business because her opinions are the exact market that we want to get through to is like with the younger girls and her crowd. And so we just love having her feedback. I would say in a small business, when your team is so close knit, every person touches every branch of the business, whether that's inventory management, vendor relationships, financial management, like I said earlier, marketing and social media, website design, really everyone's hand is in every part. And it just um, is important to establish who is going to remain the head of those branches. So you don't step on any toes. Our days are filled with a lot of repeat tasks, like uploading inventory on the site and making sure photo shoots are happening for content. And recently we just started getting into blogging. So that's creating that Um, ability to get some on-page SEO opportunities and overall just creating new digital strategies as we go because we live in an ever-changing world. One of the things that we have just recently gotten into within the past six months and we've hit the ground running with this is doing pop-up shops. And so in the daily life of a boutique owner, we plan these pop-up shops on the weekend so people can come out and not have to be interfered with work or school so it's accessible to people at the right time and my sister and I grew up dancers so we really strived to put the location at dance competitions so we could have something to relate to to the customers and the people walking by and so yeah that's just a little bit about the daily life of what we do and just our normal routine. But yeah, I would say every moving part in the business, when you're first starting out, you will touch every part. And just my biggest advice is lower your costs as much as you can and teach yourself a lot of things before you go out and hire some experts. Because I I really believe in people that you can teach yourself anything. So, and I think there's a lot of resources available to help everyone. That's definitely true. Absolutely. And especially nowadays, I mean, just with the internet existing and Instagram existing, I mean, you've got the whole world at your fingertips. So I'm always advocating for 
people to just try it themselves first. And if you just really are terrible at it, then maybe go hire somebody. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's so easy to learn new things in the age of the internet and social media. Yes, for sure. And there's so many good sources like Dave Ramsey is incredible at financial management. Yes. There's so many there's so many marketing gurus out there that just freely share their information and it's incredible and so many photographers that show people how to edit photos properly and make sure they're the right sizes and quality without diminishing the final product and it's just incredible how many resources are available to people who want to learn. That's so true. So you touched on this just a little bit, but I want to dive into it even more. What does your marketing strategy look like? So how do you find your customers? How do you decide where to market? I know you mentioned that you guys, you know, set up pop-up shops at dance competitions because you used to be dancers. And I love that because I used to be a dancer too. So that's so cool. But oh my gosh. how do you, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's so awesome. So how do you you know, I mean, is there a social media platform that you find better than others? Do you guys do a lot of social media? You know, how do you decide where to market yourselves? And then even more so, how do you look at your marketing strategy and decide when it's time to try something new? Right. Okay. This is a really important question because I believe just to kind of start off with my foundation in marketing, I actually received my degree in marketing from the Walton College of Business in Arkansas. And so marketing is just really rooted in who I am and in my DNA. I just love the the ability of what you can do with promoting and selling your product and reaching others. Um, especially going to a college named after the founder of the world's largest retail store being Walmart, as we all know, <laughs> um, in terms of revenue. It, it really taught me so much about how to market to people correctly and really gain your audience and capture their attention. So with this foundation in marketing that I've built and been blessed with throughout having the privilege to attend this college, I really have just been diving deep into the plans and actions we have wanted to take since day one. It gets kind of funny because you're supposed to have more of a specific market, but I feel like in the boutique world, what's going on right now is People are really targeting to all ages and it really just doesn't even have like a big deal of what exact age you're going for anymore. I think every, every boutique nowadays you look around and you can find something for your mom or your aunt or your sister or your little cousin. And I think it's just incredible how the boutique world is um, growing so big and being available to literally everyone. So we also wanted to strive for that. My mom, it's, It's so adorable. So with the clothes and our marketing strategy, my mom will pick out pieces and then I do. And then my older sister does. And it's just kind of awesome how we bring in all these different unique looks and they all kind of become fluid together because of who we are and how we brand ourselves. And we are a family brand and we just really emphasize that all women uh, deserve to feel and look good in their clothing, no matter what age you are. And also my, my mom is like so trendy and she's a fashionista. So we've learned a lot from her, (laughs) which has been awesome. But overall with our platforms that we use, we have found that Facebook and Instagram really helps us reach our target audience. I have learned that throughout the algorithms with these channels, it can be kind of hard for 
new and upcoming people to get your content constantly at the top when people are engaging and commenting, liking, sharing, things like that. So really just my, my biggest advice there is just to push content that people can relate to and that people love to see or like for us when new seasons are coming like in Houston the rodeo is coming up and so we'll push posts that are like um here's this cute romper for the rodeo like things like that people have events that are coming up everyone has graduation in May things like that so just being real with your audience and providing them content that they're like yeah that's relevant to me that's happening in my life right now and um, I could definitely use help in that area And so overall, we just think the best way to beat the algorithm is providing good content, building relationships with your customers. So commenting back to them, um, liking their comments, uh, engaging with your customers and commenting on their photos too, just really drawing them in and making them feel worthwhile. And then also the most obvious part about all of this is you can invest in your posts and you can put money on it and really reach the audience that you want to reach and target. Yeah, that's such good advice. I love it. And I love that you know your audience so well. So, I mean, it seems like you've really got a good idea of kind of where the market is going for boutiques and what the sort of trending strategies are. So I love that you're keeping up with that so well and and really implementing what matters most to your customers and not really worrying about what everybody else is doing. Because I think that's where, especially with product-based businesses, I think that's where people start to kind of lose sight of why they started the business in the first place is when they start, you know, especially in an age of social media where you can just compare your feed to somebody else's. I think picking up other people's marketing strategies and just copying what everybody else is doing is so simple. Right. So I love that you guys don't seem as worried about that. You're more focused on your own customers and why your business matters and what your own strategy is and what your own, you know, motto for your business is. And I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. And sometimes a lot of people um, can kind of get confused and they'll ask us like, well, why is your audience so broad? Why are you marketing to moms and girls? And what, what are you doing? (laughs) And what we simply tell them is we're like, Hey, at the root of who we are, like my, my mom is the owner of this business. And, but we, we all have our own styles and we all strived to bring that to the business for our, our age group. And we didn't want to just limit it to, okay, the range we're staying in and this is what they wear. And we just really believed in, this is the wide range we have to offer. And this is what any of them can wear and feel good in their clothing and not break the bank while doing so. So yeah, we just really strived from that from day one and are continuing to go with it. That's so awesome. Good for you guys. Seriously. It's so great. (laughs) Thank you. So what's your process? I know you mentioned that your mom, you and your sister all pick out clothes. What's the, what's the process for actually sourcing your products? What does that look like? You know, what would your advice be for somebody maybe who's wanting to open a boutique and they have no idea where to start? How do you actually figure out, you know, where you're getting the pieces from, what to sell them for? I mean, how do you know if it's a great piece that's going to sell versus something you can maybe pass on? Yeah, this is such a great question. And A lot of people have asked us this throughout our time of owning three cords. So I kind of want to start off with, sorry, I keep referring back to day one, but it just, it just really all matters on your purpose from the beginning. 
And so when we first started, we actually had original intentions of manufacturing our own clothing. And then once we got pricing and estimates and timing of production, we kind of realized that that was too too big of a monster for us to handle just starting out and diving into the e-commerce world. So I think with that initial thought, we still want to manufacture and create and design our own clothes. Um, We still have that vision, but what really got us to actually start the boutique and my advice to others to just get started is to go the wholesale route. And so we buy our clothes from other vendors around the world and we are the retailers. So we take the wholesale vendor price and we mark it up at the affordable price that we believe in and think that the clothing is actually worth versus a lot of other stores can mark it up for a much higher cost for the same item that we have just based on their brand if they're more well known. And so, yeah, we have a lot of vendors that we work with. I'm very glad we ended up starting out this way instead of the manufacturing route because like I said that was just a lot of production and a huge cost. So I'm really glad that we started out with buying versus creating first, but we still have a vision to create some of our designs. And hopefully we can get that done in the near future within like the next three years or so. That's awesome. That's so cool. So not that you have to name any of your vendors, but what's your process for finding them? How do you find people that you want to buy from? Because I assume, you know, with service-based businesses, if people want to, you know, make connections with maybe other vendors in their area, they would go to some local meetup and they would network. But when you're trying to find vendors that you want to, you know, get their clothes and then sell them in your shop, What's that process look like? How do you actually find those people? Is it, you know, a Google search or is it word of mouth or what does that look like? Yeah. So this looks like a lot of different ways for how you can find clothes. One of the main ways that we find clothes is from a site called Fashion Go. And they are actually a huge wholesale online vendor full of like a ton of brands that you can choose from. And so they're, they're really a great source to start out for people who are looking to own a business in clothing, especially in product selling. They're a huge avenue for us. Also, I'm sure you know in the boutique world, there's markets like all over the nation. That's also helpful. Sometimes I even simply just do like kind of like what you mentioned, just an online search. Sometimes I'll just type in like pink chenille sweater wholesale and see if I can find a vendor at like a price that we are willing to pay and retail at. And yeah, there's so many ways that you can look for your vendors, but it all just depends on what you're going for, what you have access to and what you have time for. A lot of people who start businesses have full-time jobs like my sister and I do to fund our business. (laughs) And we don't always have time to go to market. And so we'll get online and buy our clothes from Fashion Go, like I mentioned. And really just search the season and type of outfit that we're looking for and then buy from them. And then we retail the price ourselves and then resell it to our customers. That's awesome. I've always wondered that. I was always just curious, like, how do you actually find the the products that you want to sell? So that's really interesting. I, I love that there's two <laughs> oh, yeah. different ways to do it. That's cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of other like big brands that also do wholesale, like Show Me Your Moo or Free People. And 
really awesome brands that that you can carry in your boutique but those are a little out of our price range but yeah just for people who are curious you can you can carry literally any big brand that you want in your store um if you decide to open one and just really build those relationships and go to their wholesale account and get to know them that's awesome so what type of overhead cost do boutique owners have you know i'm I'm used to service-based businesses, so I'm really familiar with what the overhead costs usually look like for that. So if you have an office or, you know, you've got money for advertising and, you know, you buy business cards and things like that, but for a boutique, what type of overhead costs do you guys actually have, you know, regularly? What can boutique owners expect? Yeah. Um, so for us, this looks a little different because we are only online. And the main reason why, like why we are only online is to honestly cut out all of those major overhead costs like rent and lighting and just all the logistics with owning a retail store. And we decided to only be online for that reason, but for the bigger reason of being accessible to everyone all over the nation. And so that really helps with having an online storefront rather than a brick and mortar spot because that is a lot more overhead to cover. But I will say we mainly did that so we could allocate the costs elsewhere and create a bunch of other benefits for the customer, like the lower pricing on clothes, the free shipping, the ability to return things at like a low cost and just really move that money into more important aspects of making sure we're making our customers' life easier and not harder. In the future, I will say we really do want to have a brick and mortar storefront, but right now, an easy way for people who are looking to start a business, um, especially with product selling, I highly recommend going online, building your store online first, really establishing your ground, getting your feet in a firm foundation where you can um, create the, the money that you need to survive and thrive. And then if your dream is to own the store and build it up on a brick and mortar site, go ahead and totally go for that. But, but yeah, I highly recommend um, doing online business because it's available to everyone and you can um, really lower your costs a lot by doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. So how do you ensure that customers keep coming back to purchase? So obviously, you know, if somebody buys a top from you, you want them to come back. You want them to love it and share it with all their friends and end up buying more things in the future. But how do you ensure that that process happens, especially when you're online? Right, right. So a lot of online stores can kind of get lost with their marketing, which is so important to remain consistent in this because if you don't have a storefront, no one's driving by your place every day. So you really have to make sure you're getting that same traction as someone who has like a live standing store. For us, we participate in a bunch of forms of marketing, like email marketing, SEO for our website, blogging, all the social media platforms, just things like that, that can help you really create brand awareness and increase um, your customer, customer base, as well as bringing those customers back to your store. One of the biggest things I learned in one of my marketing classes in college is that a big chunk of your business is actually your repeat buyers. So kind of like what you just been bringing people back to your store and making sure that they're really satisfied with their first purchase too. 
come back and have that experience again. This is a huge thing for us. And the reason why we started doing the pop-up shops around our local area is to introduce and establish that really good relationship with first with those new customers and then give them our card. And so when they do come back, they have seen us and they know us and they just really get to come back and know what they're looking for and can have the same expectations as they got to experience at our pop-up shop. And so I would say just mainly to get people coming back is be consistent with your store, be intentional with your branding, and just overall offer things to the people that are going to have them trust your business and really see value in your store and what you can provide to them. That's good. That's such good advice. I love it. So last question, and it's kind of a a two-in-one sort of question, but what has been the hardest thing that you feel like you've faced opening this boutique? And then what is your advice on that first step for somebody who really wants to open their own boutique? Where should they start? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is definitely a packed question. (laughs) Wow. I would, I would mainly just say the hardest part is setting your expectations at a realistic goal. Don't get your head too above the clouds and really overshoot your goals and just hope and pray for the best. Really set realistic standards and expectations of your business and just maintain a motivated heart and work ethic and just keep going after it. I would say another hard part is just making sure that you don't get yourself down when you have seasons of like low business or you're just feeling like you're not selling or if you feel if you're questioning your product like you look at it one day and you're like wait I really don't know I like those shorts or something <laughs> but I would I would just say maintaining a level head and continue to wake up with the mindset of working for yourself is so worth it and just putting in the hard work and being able to look back on your business every day and just say that you are so proud of what you've done so far and that you've really given your all to it. So just continue to keep in mind that you're human and that we all struggle, that maintaining a motivation can be hard and to take days to rest and that we all desire a bigger purpose in this life. And we all establish goals that we need to reach and that we, if we just remember to keep our hearts in the right place and go out and make it happen. But yeah, I think Overall, in an entrepreneurial journey, as as you know yourself, Haley, and as all the other entrepreneurs out there, it really just is about what your vision is and what you're doing for others and to never lose your curiosity and to keep learning and growing in the business community. That's so good. I, I love that you said that about to keep learning because I feel like, especially with entrepreneurs, because there's so much pressure on us to get to a certain level, you know, to make six figures or to make a million dollars or to, you know, be an influencer or something like that. I feel like so often we feel like if we're still learning, we're not there yet. And so I think it's so important for everybody to remember that it's constantly a process. You're constantly learning something new. Yes. Every time you reach a new level, there's going to be more questions and there's going to be more Google searches and there's going to be more to learn. So I love that you mentioned that because I think that's so important for any type of business and any type of entrepreneur. Yeah. And that's, that's really what I believe in. Like, it's so important for people to realize like, 
no entrepreneur has it all together. Like some of our favorite people, like Kendra Scott, I love hearing her story and just how many, how many instances where life was against her in so many ways, but she pushed through and just the overall grit of being an entrepreneur is so important and to just keep going and not let those hard seasons get you down and hold you back or make you question what you're even doing in the first place. But yeah, I think it's, it's just so important to remember that. And especially people with new ideas and upcoming businesses, really just continue to put yourself out there and network with others and uh, make sure that you're continuing to fight to make your dream a reality (laughs) and just overall make sure that you go out there and make it happen. Ah, This was so good. I love this. So really quick, we have a little lightning round that we do at the end of every episode. And they're just some lighthearted, fun questions that I'm curious about. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Awesome. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? I immediately brush my teeth. That is the first thing. I am so blind. I don't even put on my glasses. I just stumble out of bed and immediately brush my teeth because I just can't stand how it feels when I wake up. I love it. I can't stand that feeling either, so I can relate. (laughs) What is the last book that you read? Oh, gosh. The last book that I read. Um, I've read a lot of books lately. I... It's actually kind of a weird problem because I'm one of those readers that I read a bunch of books at a time. And so I just will kind of go through like, I don't know. I also read a lot of Christian books. So one of the last books I've read is this, The Reason of God by Keller and then um, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. That's a really good one. And then also Welcome to Adulting by um, John Pakulda, who is this pastor that is in Dallas. And I think, I think that's a really good book for new and upcoming believers and also just like people who are entering the real world and have no idea what they're doing and feel scrambly. (laughs) That's awesome. I haven't heard of that one. So I'll have to look that up. That's so cool. Yeah. So what is one item that you recommend to everyone? Oh, one item that I recommend to everyone. Okay. It's a food item. Is that okay? That's totally fine. <laughs> um, I highly recommend Lara bars. I am so obsessed with them. I eat them like basically every day. They're just full of natural ingredients and they're organic, gluten-free. So they're for everyone. Literally, she created them because there were some things that she couldn't eat anymore. And I just think it's amazing that she made this product that everyone can eat this. And it's so good and makes you feel so clean when you're eating it. And I just think they're so tasty and I can't go a day without chocolate. So it's a healthy way for me to eat chocolate while eating a Lara bar. <laughs> That's awesome. I've seen those like a million times, but I've never had one. So it's funny that you say that. I'll have to try one now. Yes, they're so good. I, I just love them a lot. I, I think they're so good. And Seriously, girl, I cannot go a day without chocolate. So (laughs) it helps that she makes like a chocolate chip cookie dough um, protein bar. So I think it's so good for you. That's awesome. I love chocolate too. So that's great. (laughs) What is your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh my gosh. A piece of advice or my favorite quote. I have so many. Okay. I think I have one. One of my favorite quotes is actually from Jonathan Van Ness, who is on Queer Eye. And 
he says you can reinvent yourself and learn new things whenever you want. And it's such a simple reminder that we all have the freedom to do that. Like, I think some people to the age of like 45 and they're like, oh, I'm too old or outdated. Like I, I know what I know and that's it. And it's like, no, that's not it for you. Like you can learn anything that you want to at whatever age. And I'm blown away by some 10 year olds that I know that are just so smart and they just are constantly like growing up and learning so many things and teaching others while at young age. I think it's just incredible. But I know, I know that's kind of like a weird one. And then overall, some of the best advice that I've gotten is that life is progress and not perfection. And to just go throughout your life living each day with striving for your best and just knowing that you will never be perfect and just to not become weary and doing good. And I just really believe in just remembering that progress over perfection is everything and to just keep pushing through and not set unrealistic goals for yourself and make sure that you're living a life worthwhile and encouraging others and establishing humility in who you are. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those are good enough, but (laughs) that's kind of at the top of my head right now. Those are perfect. I love both of those so much. Ah, And I I love the quote about reinventing yourself because so often I hear older women or just saying things like, you know, well, I've, I've already, I'm past my prime. I've already had my time or, or whatever. And I'm like, no, you can do it. Just believe you can do it. So I love that one. That one's so great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, social media, you know, how can they get to the shop? Give them all the places. Yes. So our website is threechordsboutique.com. That's also our Instagram and Facebook. So same thing, just at threechordsboutique. And then we also, like I said, we're starting to write a blog, but that will be on our website. So that'll be at the bottom there. But yeah, and then if if anyone just wonders, uh, me, Paige, and Peyton's handles are also on Instagram. We're just normal girls, just like everyone else. Like, I promise you, I have the same daily routine that everyone else does. And we are just always down to meet new people and chat about anything. And we love meeting others and seeing them in our clothes and resharing photos. So it's a super fun community that we're um, still building every day. I love it. Well, Piper, thank you so much for joining us today because I feel like this was such a great insight for anybody who has ever considered owning their own boutique or, you know, anybody who is just curious about it. I know I definitely was. So I think you answered a lot of people's questions and I love that you guys have such an amazing story and it seems like you're building such an incredible community. Yeah. Thank you so much, Haley. Oh my gosh. This has been so much fun to talk to you. Thank you so much. That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley Luckadoo on all social media and at HaleyLuckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon, but until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.